0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand.
1: Over 24 million people in the United States are addicted to either alcohol or drugs. It's a national epidemic, and it's killing more people than auto accidents each year. If you or a loved one are struggling with an addiction, what's your plan? Do you think it will just go away on its own? It won't. Are you embarrassed or ashamed to ask for help? Too many people are. Addiction is not a character flaw. It's a disease that, left untreated, destroys lives, families, and relationships. It will literally take everything from you. Get help. Get help now. Call the Addiction Advisor Helpline. Their advisors are there 24 hours a day to listen and provide guidance. The call is free, and the service is free.
2: Call the Addiction Advisor at 800-278-9402. That's 800-278-9402. Again, 800-278-9402. That's
1: 800-278-9402.
0: I uh, hope you got plenty of sleep last night. You had an extra second. Uh, congratulations. I felt that. Extra second of sleep last night. I'm so well rested now. Oh my gosh. I thought, ooh, I was really starting to fall behind, you know, in the sleep. And then we got that extra, like, leap second last yeah. night. Well, and I, I like woke a baby. Up, I woke like up this a morning.
3: Baby. And I was like, oh my God. Did it was I almost oversleep? too much sleep, right? Did
0: I miss the show? Right. It was almost then, too no, much. I didn't because. Um, no, because it was only one second. It was only one That's second. That's why. <laughs> but I definitely felt it. Big time. 888-727-BECK. <laughs> it is the Pat Stew show. It is. And uh, we're happy to be here. We are. Uh,
3: and we are still, uh, I guess, digesting what happened uh, last week with the gay marriage ruling. Uh, Indeed. You know, it's a weird one because um, I don't know that you're able. Are you allowed to say that you didn't like it? More than no, anything in the world. No, like if you were, were to not. say it was my second favorite thing that ever oh, happened in my be life, would you to death be with okay? The baseball bat. Because I was going to say, you know, I, I've got a couple kids. The days that they were born were important. You but,
0: racist bigot.
3: Right. secondarily you to the gay marriage ruling, bigot. So like my like oh my, my second God. and third favorite were my two kids. Why? Continue because they're on straight we've and already white. Told you, no. No. What yeah. I'm saying is my second and third are two kids. and My favorite is the Supreme Court ruling. Okay. okay. Then that's okay. That's okay, right? That's Okay. okay.
0: Yes. I just want to make sure. As long as it's your most favoriteest thing in the whole wide wonderful world ever. Right. Okay. Ever. And 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 forever and ever. Um if you're looking at me
3: now, you might say, "Hey, why aren't you wearing a rainbow shirt?" I am. Yeah. We're just filming today in black and white.
0: That's well, exactly, except for the background. <laughs> and, like. Yeah, not in the background obviously. We're just <laughs> and my, my shirt, n- which is Rainbow. Colors. Well, I, I can't. I can't answer for you. Pat. <clears throat> well, the, the, for you. your tint is off on your television screen. If you don't see rainbow colors. Oh, because those are rainbow stripes. Yeah, these are rainbow Got stripes it. right now. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, that's what we do here. We, that's we, what we, we do. only we only we, celebrate. Celebrate. We, celebrate. we celebrate diversity and inclusion on this show.
3: And some people will say, "Well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, the hashtag was love wins, and uh-huh. in the Supreme Court,
0: the law is supposed to win. The Constitution is no, supposed to win." No, that's all. We disagree with that. Yeah, now, we we want to be clear. We think that 's wrong, because of a living, breathing constitution, it evolves over time, right, and now, instead of the law or the constitution winning, love is supposed to win right I mean love what I, basically or to, happiness.
3: i look at uh, I look personally at the Supreme Court like the dating game mm-hmm. uh, where like uh, are these two going to get together, the Supreme Court rules yes and then You know, they they work it out. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, And that's uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the horns. uh, (laughs) That's kind of how I look at it now. Because I want love to. to That was one of the things, one of my favorite things in the Scalia descent and that decision. And I know we're getting into this old ground, but we have a a new way to go with this. This is pretty interesting. Um, But in the Scalia descent, he, in a footnote, Wrote something just absolutely ripping Kennedy for his opinion, um, and saying because it was so the language was so flowery, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was mm-hmm. it was designed for love wins. It was not designed as a legal ruling. It was designed right. as like at what point I was reading this like am I reading a Supreme Court ruling or marriage vows? It, like yes. it was it was like it was just this beautiful send up of love. Like hey, love is great, and 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 that's why. Because you, people love each other, and the love is so deep that that's why the love is here today, to win. The love won. And it was like, you, re- you read to Scalia, it's like, if I ever, for any reason, even if I was the fifth in deciding vote, ever signed on to an opinion that said this, mm-hmm. I, I would not be able to live with myself. He said it in a much uh, stronger way. He didn't. I don't think he actually used the F-bomb, but he almost <laughs> did. He almost used the F-bomb in a Supreme Court ruling. At least that's how I
0: remember it. Yeah. I, I love the guy. He's he's brilliant, and he's, he's right about this. And So uh, we're not the first to go through this. We're, we're, we're not the only ones who have been through this. Actually, our northern neighbors, Canada, went through this in, what, 2005? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we thought we might talk to uh, Brian Lilly, who has uh, watched the changes in Canada over the last decade, and uh, see if he could fill us in on some of the changes that have happened up there. and. and Maybe we're in for the same kinds of things here. Um, Brian, welcome oh. to the Pat and Stu Show.
2: Good to speak to you guys. And, uh, you know, if you didn't pick this up in my uh, Blaze podcast on the weekend, am I allowed to drop product placement like that? You I think you, so. Uh, you are. If there okay, are so products, yes. then yes, you are. The, theblaze.com <laughs> slash radio. You can find okay. all the great uh, podcasts there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was talking about this in... It was actually something you said on the radio last week, Pat. You were asking uh, the guy from the Liberty Institute about whether Brigham Young is going to be facing problems. I can tell yeah. you, Not yeah, the man at the school. <laughs> <Yeah. be> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it would be weird. If the yeah. man was facing legal problems still, <laughs> yeah. well, the, you know, there'd be other issues. Yeah. The <laughs> <Yes>. Brigham, BYU <laughs> yes. is going to be facing problems. Any yeah. religious institution is going to be facing problems. That's part of what we've dealt with, but the more immediate aspects of what's going to happen. I was a parliamentary reporter when we changed the law, uh, and it, we didn't go through a Supreme Court decision. It happened a little differently. The, our Supreme Court was asked to give what's called a reference case. The government referred it, and they said, well, you can if you want, but you don't have to. And immediately liberals jumped up and down and said, well, the court told us we have to, and they changed the law. Well, that triggered a whole series of events, and so you had to have uh, existing laws rewritten. And so there were these massive omnibus bills taking out terms such as husband and wife and replacing it with spouse, uh, taking out terms such as natural parent and replacing it with legal parent, things like that. That's on the small end. Now, you may end up seeing some states, some local jurisdictions changing things like birth certificates from mother and father to parent one and parent two. I know that's happened in some places, not all. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those are the immediate things, but then there's the longer term. And this is the, the game that plays out over the, the next few months, the next few years, the next decade or so. And right now we're in the middle of having a uh, an evangelical university here challenged over whether they can have a law school because of their view on what marriage is. Wow,
3: wait, wait. So, cause, I mean, some of the stuff you're talking about there, that's an immediate effect is mm-hmm. sort of annoying, it's paperwork, it's strange for society, it's, it's, a, it's an odd change for people to deal with Parent 1 and Parent 2, but there's nothing earth-shattering there. It's, it's, uh, it's just, uh, you know... Inconvenient. Uh, inconvenient and, and maybe a little yeah. odd. But when you talk about a religious organization having to uh, essentially be punished for what their religious teachings are, you're crossing a major line... Now, can you kind of walk us through how that how that happened? And is there anything that would push back the same way our First Amendment would push back against that in theory? Well, our,
2: our, tra- our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, um, like the – it's called um, Section 2 because the the first section just says, you know, all your rights are subject to – reasonable limits within a free and democratic society is that our, our, is that also the section that
0: says you have to say a boot instead of about is it the same or you knew that is was that coming <laughs> <Brian>? i mean <laughs> is
2: that a different one and, just be happy and, you and got i'm actually, actually violating the law right now because i don't have a toque on oh man so <laughs> okay yeah
0: all right sorry Brian. go yeah. ahead it's okay true. <laughs> so
2: i'll get back to talking about that uh, so, so it's not going to be churches okay because churches were promised protection Uh, Based on the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, just like, you know, Justice uh, Kennedy's florid decision, uh, floral decision, is talking all about protecting churches. But you have to remember, religious freedom, as determined by the left, is not living your life out according to your faith, it's how you worship on a Sunday, or a yeah. Saturday if you're a Jew, or a Friday if you're a Muslim. It's what you do inside your house of worship, and it has nothing to do with your business life. It has nothing to do with your the schools you set up, the hospitals you run. That's not religious freedom. No, no. Once you're in the public square, once you leave your house of worship to a progressive, well, you're fair game. And so they're going to come after not so much trying to get uh, Father McMeekin to marry you inside a Catholic church, They're going to go after the parachurch organization. So one of the first things that happened was a lesbian couple tried to get a um, a Knights of Columbus hall to rent their their hall to them. Now, the Knights of Columbus, two million strong uh, Mm -hmm. Catholic men's organization. They do a lot of charitable work. Full disclosure, I'm a member. Uh, So just outside Vancouver, they went and they said, oh, we'd like to rent your hall. Once the Knights found out it was a lesbian wedding, they said, well, that actually goes against our beliefs. We can't do that. They were taken to a human rights commission, not even a real court. They were fined $1,000. And, you know, that's not huge, but it puts a chill on, right? Sure. And, And, of course, the couple said, well, we didn't know. That it was a catholic group apparently the giant crucifix and pictures of jesus and the pope <laughs> i don't know they, they thought they were at a gay pride parade <laughs>
0: uh, that's so. some different artistic choices that's, that's all great. i don't know what the yeah. problem with that is now Fraters, i I, <laughs> I vaguely remember brian and maybe i'm getting this all all mixed up but it seems like there was a story a few years ago like in it, it's been a while now it's 2006 2007 i remember i was in houston at the time and there, it was in Western Canada and there was something about they couldn't read passages on the street. Some preacher was out citing biblical passages that had to do with homosexuality in the street. and He got arrested. Do you remember okay. any of that? Is that like faulty recollection or did I dream that? What, what happened there?
2: I think you're talking about a guy named Bill Watcott and um, he is not a pastor. That's he just happens to be a Christian Okay. and he would go around and he would drop leaflets off. He, he used to be, you know, he says, I was homosexual. I was a male prostitute. I lived this life and I changed my life and found Jesus. And so now he feels oh, wow. the need to go around and tell people this is, is bad. So he took actually, he took an actual ad from, the, the Gay Weekly newspaper, I think this was in Saskatoon or Regina, was in Saskatchewan, our, our province yep. that looks like a giant bowling alley. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's just straight up and down. You can watch your dog run away for three days. And he, he was out there preaching against this. He, he took an ad describing what people were looking for in the personals and then juxtaposed it against bi- uh, Bible scripture. This ran afoul of the okay. Saskatchewan Human Rights Act, that went all the way to the Supreme Court. Now you talk about Justice Kennedy's decision. I have not read that, but I do have a perversion in that I read Supreme Court decisions. Uh-huh. I've read them from your court, I read them from ours. Most people don't read the decisions. They just look at the ruling, and if it if it lines up with their viewpoint, they say, Oh, yay, this is great. Right. But if you actually read the decision sometimes, you find out the judges are are making horrible case law. And in the case of Bill Whatcott, they actually said truth is no defense so even though what you're saying may be true it could be hurtful and therefore oh you got to stop it oh my god wow yeah so, so he lost th- so that this case was happening he lost that case at the wow. supreme court worst decision i've ever read and i've read plenty of bad ones wow and so right now we've got a um uh, an evangelical law school trinity western <laughs> university again out of vancouver and they uh they started up a a teachers college years ago and be, for the same reason in that their students are asked to sign a community covenant where they abstain from sex outside of marriage as well as abstaining from lying cheating stealing gossip and a whole bunch, bunch of other things regarded as sins in the bible uh they are asked to abstain from sex outside of marriage and how is marriage defined between a man and a woman well that's deemed uh discriminatory against gays and lesbians and so years ago they were challenged on getting their teachers college they took it to the supreme court and they won but that was before gay marriage was approved i don't think they're going to win in their attempt to get a law school and what's been happening is that the law societies the bar associations have been coming out against them and saying we won't let your students article with us you they will not be called to the bar if they believe this
0: wow (laughs) jeez, wow
3: that's amazing uh
2: Go ahead. But it's going to happen at your end. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've seen Time Magazine this week or Time.com. They don't really they don't really populate your dentist office the way they used to. You have no, to go online yeah. and find them. <laughs> uh, it, they, they're they calling for an end to the tax-exempt status for churches in light of last Friday's ruling.
3: Wow, that was fast. I mean, we've seen that. We've seen already pitches for polygamy to be legalized. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it happens so quickly afterwards, all the slippery slope effects that – that are slippery, they're slippery slopes until you're at the bottom of them, okay? And when you hit that... Like, now you're just at the bottom of the hill. Right, like, now it's, there's no longer a slippery slope. You're just yeah. at the bottom, and things are rolling on top of you. Um, and, I, I, you know, I don't think a lot of... You know, there's a lot of people here that you know, we're now at, what, 60% approval for gay marriage. It's one thing... For people to come and make their own decisions, if a state decides they want to legalize something, if a state decides they want to change a tradition, well, I mean, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's an argument to be made for that. But for the Supreme Court to, uh, to go through a decision like this, in which they talk in a flowery way about marriage to try to justify, you know, you know, it's like court decision by heartstrings.
0: Yeah. It's just a
3: weird way to go. They had to grant a right that mm-hmm. does not exist. Yeah, it mean, I, does not
2: now well, and
0: has never existed.
2: Mm-hmm. That's it, it's into- hard to do. So what you're going to see over the next couple of years, guys, is not your average gay and lesbian couple who support this or your average American that supports this demanding other changes. But I know that you've talked about it on radio. You've talked about it on TV. Ten percent of people can change the world, right? Yeah. So you're going to have that small group of people decide that, okay, now we've got to use this to change everything else. And so they are going to essentially engage in lawfare and they're going to go after Brigham Young, they're going to go after mm-hmm. Notre Dame or Ave Maria or mm-hmm. what have you, any organization that they see as an impediment. And so your average American, gay, straight or otherwise, is just going to say, oh, OK, so gay people can marry. All right. And go about their lives. But the activists I, and they're going to be a combination of, of gay and lesbian activists, but also left wing activists, hardcore progressives are going to use this decision to try and force the other changes they want, and they will do it through courts. they won't necessarily do it through legislation. they'll do it through courts and human rights bodies and campus speech codes and everything else until you just start strangling on on what you can say, what you can do, what you can believe and and so the fears you guys have been talking about about you know and I'm saying that word for your benefit Pat. <laughs> all the things you've been talking about, <laughs> are going to come true in terms of whether you can hold certain jobs, whether you can uh, open certain businesses, be yep. in certain yep. lines of work, if you hold a traditional view of marriage. And, and, and I know Stu, you've been saying get the government out of marriage, but you know it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because all, think of all the other areas that government is in your life mm. and, and they're going to be pushing this. And so yep. you could get government out of marriage tomorrow, it won't matter. It's just going to change so much. And it won't happen all at once. But a decade from now, you're going to look back and say, whoa. Yeah, we we'll look, we'll look how far we've come. And I think the other thing we're going to say is it
0: happened faster here than it did in Canada because the momentum is just, it's breathtaking yeah. right now. The momentum of this thing, it is snowballed and it's rolling down the hill and it's gaining speed and it's gaining traction and it's bigger and heavier than it has ever been, and I, I think it's going to continue to roll down that hill it's at like, that speed. It's like Jeffy going down a, a yeah. You don't want to see it. You it don't want to see it and because and it would kill everything in sight. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Brian, thanks for that glimpse into the future. We appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Tell us again Thank when is the uh, when is the Brian Lilly on the Blaze podcast? It uh, Come,
2: comes fr- out once a week. You can go okay. to theblaze.com uh, slash radio and find myself and Buck and uh, Billy and everybody else there.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. All
2: right, Brian. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate Brian,
0: it, Brian. Up in Canada. Go Blue Jays. Including this uh, mm-hmm. particular show as well. You can get this one as well. I don't know if that.
3: You know, uh, you can also get uh, Jeff Fisher. New. Uh, uh, that's been. I can't. Oh, we
0: should. No, what? Let's yeah, talk about no, that probably. after. Maybe in the commercial.
2: Program. No, it goes on
0: Friday. We'll talk about it Friday after. Yeah. Um, oh, i right. pretty sure you can uh, still. Uh, More patents, too, coming up. Sh- good it's good just that we'll, we can't sure talk can about it right get them get now. now. We'll all get all a little bit good later. things ahead. and also bad things mm. come to an end. Terrible things. Terrible things still come to an end. Sometimes files get deleted. Fat things come to an end. I mean, it's sad
2: yet not.
0: Pat and Stu,
3: welcome to it. We bring you here to, uh, to join the lovely union of Jeff Fisher and Pat Gray. Uh, wonderful uh, couple. Mm, except for uh, we're not. Well, let me finish with my beautiful okay. speech. Mm. No union is no more union. profound than marriage. Right. For it embodies the highest ideals of love, mm-hmm. fidelity, mm. devotion, beautiful. sacrifice, and family. Don't cry, Jeffy. In forming a marital union, two people become something greater than they once were. Go ahead and cry, Jeffy. Yeah, go ahead and I was cry. Just telling you yeah, that. As the two gentlemen about mm-hmm. to bond their things together mm-hmm. um, are demonstrating, <sighs> marriage embodies a love that may love. endure even past death. May it may. It may. Um, it mm-hmm. would understand these wonderful men to mm. say that they disrespect the idea of marriage. Right. Their plea is that they do respect it, respect it so deeply that they seek to find its fulfillment for themselves. Thank you. Their hope is not to be condemned to live in loneliness, excluded from one civilization's
0: oldest institutions. Thank you.
3: You couldn't even do anything without
2: it.
0: They ask for equal dignity in the eyes of the law. Please give us equal dignity. In the eyes of the law? The Constitution. See, I just did. I just asked. The Constitution me. grants them that, <clears throat> that right. No. It sure no. does. No, it, it doesn't. Sure does. But, it. but okay, mm. we'll take As it. Thank Supreme you. The Supreme Court th- said so. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Thank you. Was
3: that a speech to, at a wedding or was that a Supreme Court decision? No, it was a speech. <laughs> to it a sounds wedding. like a speech at a wedding. What do you mean? No union is more profound than marriage, for it embodies the <laughs> highest ideals of love, fidelity, devotion, sacrifice, and family. It's like, what? <laughs> it's, it's just awful. It's not, it's not law. No. It's saying we really like marriage and these people seem nice. They should have it too. <laughs> that's, that's not a Supreme court ruling. Uh, well, we yeah. talked to Brian Lilly last break. He brought up that. I have been talking a lot about getting the government out of marriage entirely. And it's very true. And that does not going to stop as he points out uh, a lot of the activism that's going to go ar- on around it. But I think there's a real strong case to be made, not just, uh, Uh, for it to being the right thing to do overall but really if conservatives stop and think about the way they think about marriage i think uh, a lot of people would change their mind about uh, you know maybe the way we view it as it relates to the government watch and welcome to the wonderful world of stew every saturday morning i take my son zach out for pancake time this has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that i just want to eat pancakes We discuss the issues of the day, like the best techniques for tap, tap, tap swing, which you see here. Uh, You probably know it as t-ball, but I mean, look at this blazing speed. I mean, this kid, look at this, all the way home. He's going to score. I mean, I'm going to give it away, but look at that. Perfect. That's impressive. And I try to indoctrinate him in he being a Philadelphia Eagles fan, guaranteeing him a life of horrific disappointment. Sorry, kid. Oh, and we eat lots and lots of pancakes. Lots of pancakes. That's our tradition, and I'm all about upholding traditions, especially one, uh, you know, like that that involves pancakes. In fact, I would say that our little tradition is more valid and way more meaningful than this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Or how about this little tradition? Or even this little tradition? Uh, uh, uh. Time to get antisocial on how we think about marriage. We've been in a nonstop, endless conversation about whether the government should recognize same-sex marriage, and I'm sick of it. I'm not saying that marriage isn't important. Quite the contrary. I'm just saying that none of the importance comes from an $80 piece of paper from the state. A marriage license? Seriously, a marriage license? You're licensing my love life? Think about your marriage for a second and break it up by percentage. Yes, I'm a true romantic. (laughs) Where do you get the value in your marriage? What is important? Well, love, right? Obviously, this is usually number one on the list, hopefully. Uh, Faith, recognition by your church, your faith is important to most, but not everybody. Family, recognition by your family is, of course, important to some. Kids, having the most stable unit possible to raise a family is important to many. But how about government? Where does government fit, fit in there? Having faceless bureaucrats hang on to paperwork acknowledging you got married for one or more of those reasons? Who is that important to? Who cares if the government recognizes your marriage? I'm not talking about same sex marriage here, I'm talking about every marriage. I take nothing of value from the fact that the government acknowledges I'm married. I don't care what they think about it. I care about my wife and my family and my kids and my church think about it. I don't care what my selectman thinks. That's why I support marriage equality in its truest form. The government should have no say in it at all for anybody outside of enforcing personal contracts. So to be clear, I want the government out of my heterosexual marriage. So what are the problems with all of this? Some people will say, well, Stu, what about all those tax breaks for marriage to the extent that they actually exist? I don't seem to notice them on April 15th that much. Look, that's part of it here, though. There is no reason to give tax breaks to couples for getting married. I realize that's not popular, probably, but my tax status should not be based on my dating ability. Not to mention, if you are getting married to get tax breaks, you definitely should not be getting married. But we're told that conservatives are all about tradition. Maybe that's a big point. I'm not going to be like the media and mock tradition. If the government blessing of your marriage is a time-honored tradition, well, there's something to be said for that. The only problem is it's really not that time-honored. As you might imagine, marriage has been going on for quite a long time, longer than the United States has even been a country. Let's start by going way back. For centuries, Christianity recognized marriages simply if both people said they exchanged vows. It was essentially uh, an agreement between two families. Only by the year 1215 did the church declare that a marriage must take place inside an actual church. In other words, marriage has been going on without government interference for a long time. But you might say, okay, yeah, you know, all right, that's how it was in the 13th century, thanks, to." But uh, it's kind of important to maintain American tradition. How's this for traditional? George Washington was married without a marriage license. So was Abraham Lincoln. So if arguably our two best presidents can get married without a license, why do you need one so badly? Marriage licenses didn't become popular in America until the early 20th century. That's not to say there wasn't any government involvement, but the progressive era changed a lot of things. Like all other origins of government-issued licenses... This was about control. Conservatives know this. The government doesn't get involved in your life because they want to give you a pat on the back because you found someone you really like. For some reason, we've started considering marriage licenses like their wedding presents. To be clear, the government's licensing of marriage is not a congratulations that you found love. The real reason the government started granting marriage licenses was to control love. By the 1920s, 38 states had laws prohibiting whites from marrying blacks, Japanese, Chinese, Indians, you name it. If you want to figure out who you can love, just look at this handy-dandy chart. This is great. It's going to really explain it for you. If you're one-eighth black, you can get married in all these states. Uh, of course, over here, you've got to be a quarter. Over time, marriage is, you know, really changed. Marriage licenses became less about enforcing racism and more about how to distribute wealth. The government relies on your marriage license to make all kinds of financial decisions, tax rates, social security, inheritance. But all of this could be done with personal contracts between consenting adults. Then churches can decide if they approve of those unions or not. In other words, your marriage license is a racist wealth distributor. Why are you supporting it? Why are conservatives really for this? Why are we fighting for something like this? Guys, come on in. Let's have a nice little ceremony here. Because if you think about it, this state-mandated marriage between this lovely bride and groom is actually not really a state-mandated marriage. It's kind of a threesome. Mm -hmm. Man, woman, and state. The creepy, creepy state. The day you say your vows, you're also allowing the state into your marriage. As long as you both, or as long as you all, shall live signing that piece of paper is just proof of your consummation with the state. <laughs> and that's just as creepy as it gets. So to review, marriage licenses have a racist pass. I'm for true marriage equality, get the government out of every marriage, and no one wants to think about a threesome with Jeffy. Least of all these two people. Okay, let's see. It's over now. Move away. They signed the legal disclaimers,
0: right? Triple Eight Seven Two Seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome to it. Uh, so could we turn Mars into Earth 2 Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, we're working on that right now on designer organisms that would terraform the red planet. Kind of turn it into, uh, another Earth so that because of global warming, as we all know, which is destroying this planet, we'd have another place to go. And that's what we're trying to do right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, sure sure. My hat's is. off, to them. Yeah. My hat's off oh, to them. Did you know in the last four hours the globe has warmed six hundred <laughs> degrees? Six hundred and fifty degrees, to be exact. And that's why, Kelvin. So That's Kelvin?
3: Yeah. I was not aware that was Kelvin. Kelvin. <laughs> six
0: hundred and fifty degrees wow. Kelvin. Wow, it's very hot outside right now. Mm. Very freaking hot. <laughs> uh,
3: the uh, toolkit will involve genetically engineering organisms of all types, which mm-hmm. so are up to uh, 30 billion on Earth. Uh, the most most synthetic biology projects are just two at the moment: okay. E. coli and yeast. Uh, but uh, they're, gonna get, they're just going to get the 30 billion going up there. All right. So this should work. This should be pretty easy and probably low cost. Mm-hmm. Newly developed software called DTagView. Dubbed the Google Map of, of Genomes, will help scientists correlate information on organism, organisms. NASA has toyed with the idea before last year when they unveiled the, uh, another concept, uh, which would create ecosystems capable of supporting life within biodomes on Mars. Jeffy, would you consider being the test subject? Maybe we send you up there, see if this stuff's working. Oh, that'd be cool. It would be cool. Really cool.
4: I mean, I, I don't know that I could do it. You guys, I'd be gone for quite a while. and You guys miss me.
3: Oh, my so gosh. I don't know that, that I really want to do it. You'd, you'd miss Jeffy, right? Oh. See, that's no. what I mean. Mm-mm. That's what I mean. not <laughs> want no. You can't even fake it? No. not even. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> All right. But I've been gone a long time. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> okay. The, the, the technology's a, a, way, a bit. A I'd a get way ways it. off, I'd say. Is it? How, how far? Uh, it's a ways how off. How far? Do we have an estimate on how <laughs> far off that is? <laughs> we do not. They don't have that, like, Domino's delivery system where you can go <laughs> online and see, like, your pizza's mm. being boxed. Why is my pizza
0: being boxed for eight minutes? I don't know, but uh, it's, they don't have that. There's, uh, <laughs> there's nothing like that. Okay, no. Well, then you know we should, probably shouldn't we'll look for this anytime soon. <laughs> no, probably should not. we? No. So by the time this Earth burns up because it's 650 Kelvin outside, mm-hmm. which it is, it is, uh, it's too late. Right. It's now that late. does not mean that Jeffy should not go and test it. I think he should. No, you should. You should, Jeffy. So Just go up
3: there a couple that. months. All you need is a couple months up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just to make sure, for sure. Like I mean, I'm willing air. to do it. I just don't, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. stuff, a lot of I mean, are you worried about the whether
0: the rocket boosters could lift? Forget it. <laughs> no, I wasn't worried about that. Uh, sadly, <laughs> sadly, some of those rockets <clears throat> can't lift. Did you see the uh, SpaceX rocket that just blew up? No. They were trying to deliver uh, a bunch of supplies and uh, experiments to the space station. And it exploded right after launch. Fortunately, you know, it's unmanned. But it was, they said, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of stuff. Just lost. That's a business you kind of want to make sure you're successful in every time. Yes. Uh, Because it's pricey. Yes. It's pricey. And it's interesting because Elon Musk has contracted with NASA and and I think the military to deliver things to the space station. And here he is. It's like two in a row that just exploded. So not a good track record for SpaceX right now. Mm. uh, Kind of unfortunate. Yeah, two in a is row. It really, two I, in a row. I, I don't know if both of them were SpaceX, but it's two in a row that have blown up right after launch. And SpaceX has had the problems with they they try to land one a couple one
3: of their spacecraft right. on a ship and have missed a couple times. Yeah. Which, I mean, look, this is hard work. It's hard. You know, I'm not I'm not like criticizing. Him. I could not yeah. get it close. Uh, to be clear, but I mean, you know, it is kind of a, it, it's a little disappointing, but, but Elon's mean, got money to burn. We're so.
0: Americans and we kind of mastered the whole space thing a long time ago, right? We
3: did, but we did it through the government and I like yeah. the idea that we're going to innovate do through, through private industry uh, and it's, it's to, his money. If he wants to blow up his money uh, uh, in a rocket, well, he blows up his money in a rocket. Yeah. I just wish he wasn't taking our money from his other his other businesses. <laughs> you know, like it'd be yeah. nice if he wasn't doing that. But I I like the guy. I respect the guy. And uh, too, you know, I mean, it's it's. I hope he does succeed. And obviously, there's a lot of upside there.
0: Yeah, uh, Darpa technology would creative, create uh, livable environments outside of the in the open air on the Martian surface. That would be really cool. That would be really cool if there were open air livable places on Mars. That'd really be something. Yeah. You know, it's a long flight. I don't really like going cross-country.
3: Really? Like, (laughs) New York to L.A. is a little too long for me. So I think this might be too long. It might be. Do you think it'll be longer than New York to L.A.? Uh, Slightly, yes. Right now, it stands
0: at about six months. Uh, But we, we just had that story a while ago, a few weeks ago, that they were working on some new plasma engine or something that would get you there in five weeks, which is great. I mean, that... Cuts the time down considerably. Obviously. Certainly, yes. Yeah. A little over a month, as opposed to six months. So it's about one fifth the time. Not bad. Speaking we'll of see. saving time, uh, a little bit closer to home, uh, there's a new uh,
3: builder uh, that is a robot. It can. It's called Hadrian. It can lay a thousand bricks an hour. Hey, it's Hadrian. Oh, sorry, Hadrian. It can bl- uh, lay a thousand bricks per hour and work around the clock, and can apparently build 150 homes a year basically by itself.
0: Yo, Hadrian. Uh, <laughs> wow
3: <laughs> I knew you'd relate to that no, I, I am a Rocky, you Rocky are. fan yes. yeah. uh-huh. uh, Kind of amazing technology uh, 92 foot boom uh, Connected to its main body Robotic hand that can grab the bricks, pick them up, place them down in sequence No, this um, can't
0: happen This can't happen. It seems like it's happening right in front of know. your eyes
3: uh, $7 know. million dollars, uh, Show, uh, show me some the movement there, so I
0: don't see any movement I mean these these You are, took a picture of a big fat machine It's not doing anything it is not laying 1,000 <laughs> bricks an hour. It's quality skepticism there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like it Thank you. Uh, so there you're you going to get up pretty early to pull crap over on me, and uh, Not that many people get up early.: early. No, they that's. Get. true. Not that many. Uh, that is not laying 100 or 1,000 bricks an hour. It's just not. And uh, building 150 homes a year? No. Why are you skeptical of this project? You were fine with the open
3: air settlements on Mars. But But this one, (laughs) that's a bridge too far. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. Okay, these are more important. These are more important. I think I could sell you on these. Because these are big. And some of these I actually really want. Uh, BuzzFeed put a list together. 21 kitchen gadgets you should splurge on this summer. Really? Now, Kitchen gadgets to me are one of the most important things that we Mm -hmm. do as a society. Capitalism allows innovation in these areas that makes all of our lives better. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go through some of these. A peeler right. ter- turns fruits and veggies into healthy pasta. Okay. I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, have you ever had um, spaghetti squash, Pat? Mm, I don't
0: know. Maybe. Jeffy, you
3: ever had oh, I love them. spaghetti squash? Yes. I don't think that's true. <laughs> You've you never had, had spaghetti squash? I certainly have. What was on it?
4: Well, you, make, you can make any squash better by putting butter and brown sugar in after you cut it and rinse it out, mm-hmm. and bake it. So, so you just you had, come out with squash with butter and brown
3: sugar. So it's it. dessert. What you had was dessert. I don't know. It's a, it's a side dish. I don't think it's, it's healthy it's pasta. It's a brown sugar <laughs> delivery
0: system. <laughs> yes, it is.
3: Okay. Uh, then you've got uh, a fruit keg tapper. Um, so you are actually are keg... Is that an... <laughs> I don't think I've ever... Uh, are you actually putting the keg inside the uh, the fruit, or is that like a glass container that just looks like a watermelon? <laughs>
0: No, I think think you're putting this in actual watermelon. That's cool. And you're just just sucking the juice out of the melon. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of cool. There you go. If it works. How about a s'mores
3: griller? Uh, Provides the perfect end to backyard barbecue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yep.
0: I like that. That's a solid idea. Yep. Uh, Then there's this bamboo bread knife, the perfect... Uh, picnic companion for crusty breads <laughs> what <laughs> okay is there is there a need for right. it to have I, bamboo to cut your of. bread i didn't i wasn't aware of that this cool aerator chills your wine while aerating it all right neat all right for your wine uh, <laughs> wine connoisseur mm-hmm. i suppose uh this beer chiller keeps your brew ice cold until the last drop
3: so is that like an ice cube essentially going down the middle of the beer uh, I
0: will say that is a very good idea. That's kind of
3: cool. Yeah, that's a that is good a idea. darn good idea. Yeah, because that is the, I, you, that last. Um, <clears throat> it's like beer. It's like beer. I'm not a huge beer drinker, and I know Pat, you're not at all. Mm-hmm. Jeffy, you're obviously on every substance. <laughs> but like when you're drinking a beer, there are days where eh, it's okay, and there's days it goes down nice and easy. So good. It, it you feel, want You know, it's a nice cold oh, beer. Oh yeah, and it goes oh. down easy. But no matter how good it's going down, the last mm-hmm. half inch is awful. It's even. It could be <laughs> even, even more awful. than that.
4: I mean, I, I've you know I've felt like a ice-cold beer, and you just drink that first big gulp of cold beer. It tastes so good. After that, it's like, it's not
3: the same. It's yeah, not well, as I cold. Be, it's not as good. There's something about that last half inch, though, because it gets there, and it, it just warms up because there's not a lot of liquid. And, mm-hmm. you know, Pat, I know this is not your game, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain drinks you want cold, certain drinks you yeah. don't want room temperature. Beer gets anywhere near room temperature, it is awful. I don't know. It's oh, like 30 I, times I, I, worse I, I, than any other instance. substance.
0: I think there's every beverage to me needs to be cold. I'm I'm generally I could drink every water beverage. at room temperature and handle it, I don't that's like that. that. But but in New York, every time we go to New York, I get so pissed off cuz I they they, don't know what they never is. give you ice. I know. And it's like I I go to this little bistro that's around the corner from where we where we work. And I, every time I go in there, I say, I ask for ice water. <laughs> what do they bring me? Water with no ice. Mm. And I'll be like, ice, water, please. (laughs) And they bring me water with no ice. The only way I can ever get ice in New York is to say, could you bring me a glass of ice, please? And then they bring in a glass of ice. And then you can ask for water, and then you pour the water in it. That's my safety tip for wow. There you go. beverages. Wow. But That has nothing to do with the kitchen utensils. Do you feel it's like that's just it. your little bistro, or is that no? A whole I, I see. The, thing? I, I see that as a as a Manhattan-wide problem. Yeah. We should, by the way,
3: uh, point out uh, the meal that you and I ate together in Manhattan last time at a Mexican place. Was one of the most decadent things. Oh, geez. I mean, it was as if it was Thanksgiving
0: times three. <laughs> 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 it was Mexican Thanksgiving. It was. it was. It was. And, and, that's and, what and we you were say we're
3: racist? Today. We're no. celebrating Mexican Thanksgiving? Right.
0: I mean, come on. Right.
3: But it's funny because we, uh, you just lose control of everything that holds you back. And like every when time you go, go, go to road, New York. Yeah, savage. you go to New York and it's just like, ah, no, like shoveling in like we're uh, out of control, Jeffy. There, yeah, and there's yeah, some
0: place right. called MexiQ. Yeah. It's Mexican barbecue. And so we oh had yeah. to try what? everything on the menu. <laughs> we just kept oh ordering gosh, and ordering so and ordering. Oh, God, we were <laughs> disgusting. Sick, though, that night.
3: Uh, a few more here. Let's go. Uh, Patriotic, spatu- <laughs> Patriotic spatula.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, it looks like a flag. You got all that right. going on for you. Yogurt maker nice. that gives you all the delicious yogurt without added sugar. Why Why would I not want to add sugar? Of course I'm going to add sugar. Yeah, that's what I want. That's yeah. what, actually, yogurt is a sugar delivery system.
3: Yes, it is. The Peapod ice mold makes gorgeous ice globes. that keep cocktails cold and classy. Oh, okay, and so, I like that. Right. I do Does- like the circular ice. I'm
0: a big fan of that. And then there's... Uh, a Cucumber-infusing water bottle that gives you zest without the mess. I don't, I don't like cucumber yeah, taste I don't, at all. I don't know, yeah. that. Uh,
3: <laughs> finger tongs make messy foods a little easier to manage. But you got finger... Where are the finger tongs? Uh,
0: yeah, right right there. There. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. That's not bad. If you're eating wings, I can see that. That's not bad. Oh, this boy. wine and cheese platform oh will gosh. make a sunny afternoon on a sprawling lawn even better. Look uh, little, cute little okay. thing. That's nice, I guess. Whatever. Cute. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. How about uh, the countertop composting bin? I don't care about that. No. Ice cream scoop doubles as an ice cream cone. What do wait, you, what? what is is no. So wait, you're holding that like it's oh, an you eating just that's not enough ice yeah. cream? That's only one scoop.
3: Well, you, no. eat, oh, you can add four of them. Uh, portable barbecue grill lets you take your show on the road. Okay. Uh, I'm in, I like that one right there. That's
0: that's pretty cool for like a tailgating yeah, situation. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Then there's uh, this portable barbecue grill that lets you take your ro- your uh, oh, show on the road. That's what we just showed. Oh, and uh, then you got the.
3: <laughs> then then there's, there's this portable barbecue. Oh, grill I meant this
0: wine bladder that makes vino. Uh, vemos, mm. vemos. Uh,
3: good, 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 good. Uh, melon slicer. Uh, melon slicer. That's, that's a solid. Uh, oh, that is a solid. Uh, I like that right there. That's yeah, solid. Yeah, that's good. Uh, push pop sleeves let you control the flavor here, which I uh, push pops are fun. But I don't know if I'm actually going to make them myself. I'm going to buy them. At the How store. about uh, 3D
0: cheaply. 3D printed cookie cutters? Like that. No, okay, that's kind of cool. Sort of. And a barbecue yeah, dining cool. boat.
3: We got that? Oh, yes! Oh, nice. We should do the show from the barbecue dining boat. Yes, we should. That would be awesome. <laughs> Patents, too, we're on the barbecue dining boat.
0: Uh, brought to you by, we just need to get a barbecue sponsor. Uh, that shouldn't be too tough. That All should right. be too tough. This in is Texas. Gallus, man. All right, more Patents, too, coming up. Because guys didn't get to the portable barbecue grill unless you take the show on the road. <laughs> no, I, well, I I, that. I, I know. I know. I tried to do that, and he would not. Okay, here's the here's the portable barbecue <laughs> grill you. that lets you take your show <laughs> on the road. Thank you. Hey, it's Patton Stew, 727 Beck, it's kind of a weird story. Apparently, there was a. Well, it's a handsome gorilla uh, that is driving Japanese girls mad, and there he is. He's, What's so weird about that? He's handsome, and he's a gorilla, and chicks dig him. It, well, it's a gorilla, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. so, mm-hmm. and Japanese girls, I guess, uh, think he's really hot. <laughs> it's weird. Why, why is he better <laughs> looking than <laughs> another gorilla? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but apparently Australian raised this Australian-raised ape is getting a lot of fame as uh women are flocking to the zoo to see him because he is so good looking. Mm. Uh, I don't I'm looking at him right now and uh look I, I Oh yeah. I mean I'm a man, yes. Look but uh I'm going to say no on the good looking ape. <laughs> really? Okay? Yeah. Are you looking at the same gorilla I'm looking at? Yeah, I think uh, so. Look, I, I think so. Have you seen all the pictures? Because I'm looking at a couple other. <laughs> well, pictures I see here. this one with his banana sticking out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so many jokes. Mm-hmm. That. That's mm-hmm. why we're just going to leave that alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, zoo officials are saying that there's been a notable
3: increase in young female visitors thanks to this ape that you're looking at. Okay, come on now, a gorilla or so so whatever. Stupid. Uh, Rise to Fame has been largely fueled by Twitter, where fans post pictures of him claiming that he is too handsome. <laughs> Anyone uh, ever post a picture of you, Jeffy, that said they, you were too handsome?
0: That's never happened. Uh, well, too handsome. At, can, we a, a nice <laughs> yeah. can we get too a real nice close-up? That was question? Not too handsy, too yeah, handsome. handsome. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something else, okay. Look yeah. at his dreamy eyes here. I yeah, know. Uh, I do feel know, like so. he's, he's got dreamy eyes. pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, the
3: zookeeper uh, said the gorilla was moved to, uh, to Australia from the Netherlands mm-hmm. as a two-month-old, December like 1996, with
0: his family. I give you dreamy eyes. Mm. Look, Look that. at that. Look at that.
3: Look at that. Um, mm. When asked if he was surprised by the gorilla's popularity, he said, "No, because the Japanese are crazy." <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. You can't really argue with that, because I. <laughs>
4: you say something like that in America, uh, you lose know, I mean, your job. Yeah, seriously, oh,
3: yeah. Uh, you're going to be on, on the outs. Uh, he added, "I would say most people here consider him fairly dashing." Again, Jeffy, anyone who ever called you fairly dashing?
4: Mm. I have to, I got to think a little you bit about think, that. Okay, but, think yeah, about think that. Think long
0: and hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, pictures of the gorilla posted online capture him in moments where he appears to be flexing his muscles. Staring broodingly into the distance, <laughs> or uh, playing with the younger gorillas. It's better than the robot fascination they usually have. Yeah, but uh, you know the Japanese are apparently hard up for cool things. Yeah, you know, yeah, you need to get, you need to get out more. Yeah, get out more.
3: As you know, the Supreme Court on Monday uh, did actually get, they, they issued one good ruling. Yeah. Uh, really, I, the whole session. Pretty much the whole pretty session. I, I'm trying to think if there was another one that I thought was really good. I'm too. was there? Uh, maybe there was a couple, but I don't remember. Uh, the EPA one, though, is <laughs> arguably the biggest ruling. And there's a case to be made that the EPA ruling was the biggest ruling in the entire session. You had gay marriage, but everyone kind of knew that was happening. Plus, it was already in 37 states. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of already, you're, you were pretty much already there anyway. Obamacare, which and we now, already had. Obamacare was big, however. Um, even if it had gone the way we wanted it to go, there's a good chance that a lot of these states would have just created their own exchanges anyway, and yeah. it would have been a it would have been a positive ruling. But whether it would have changed mm. the world, I don't know. The EPA makes a lot of laws, uh, and I would say they wouldn't call them laws, but you know, it, it doesn't matter what they call them. They get to essentially hoist hoist uh, policy up on a, on the entire country whenever they want. Yeah, seventy thousand like regulations, right? Isn't it seventy thousand? Like yeah. Uh, and uh, most of these are, you know, not even challenged. They did a big time overreach um, earlier, um, and the way that this came down is, is part of the ruling, and it's an interesting one. I want to bring on, uh, if we could, uh, Kathleen Harnett White. Um, she is, uh, she's joining us, and you know, you you're from the Texas uh, Public Policy Foundation, is that right, Kathleen? Yes, I am. Thanks so much for coming on. You really have been following this closely. Can you start us at the beginning? What is the? What are the? Walk us through the rules uh, that they made uh, that were actually challenged in the Supreme Court.
1: The the rule um, that they were challenging was one of the about a dozen um, EPA rules promulgated over the uh, Obama administration's terms mm-hmm. uh, about what 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 people call traditional pollutants or I call real pollutants um, that if in fact at high enough levels and exposures can harm human health, not CO two but expressly, um, you know, ozone and particulate matter, and I won't go on. But um, this is uh, a challenge to the mercury rule, which EPA in its own um, words uh, identifies as the most expensive rule to date that ever promulgated. Um, and, in fact, that that factor was a driver in this um, Supreme Court ruling, the Supreme Court um, Ruled that EPA erred um, by um, not considering the extraordinary costs in this rule, and just and maybe you've looked at this, but just I mean th- th- this is staggering. The annual, what EPA estimates is the annual cost of compliance uh, is about 9.6 billion. That's every year in the electric power sector, Jeez. not one, just for this rule, mm. and its own estimate of the benefits are 6 million. 9.6 billion costs, Six million in alleged health benefits. I would argue there
0: are no health benefits. Wait, nine point six billion? Are you saying, <laughs> Kathleen, with a B?
1: I'm B as in baby boy.
0: Wow. And, billion. And then you get six million. million right. uh, for the, the nine point six billion.
1: The Supreme in, Court did geez. its arithmetic. Wow. And indeed, nine point six billion uh-huh. is about two <laughs> thousand. 2000- 400 times higher than $6 You know, when you get to the B's and the the T's, you get so many zeros. It's sometimes the magnitude of the difference is hard to cipher. It's incredible.
3: I mean, because the case really was about the idea that they even had to bother considering what the costs were, right? I mean, their, their position going in is, I don't care if it costs $27 trillion. We don't have to think about that.
1: No, in, ex- exactly. What they what they uh, the court rejected was that EPA said that they could disregard costs. That that was that. But that in in that way, you know, it's not a vacature of the rule. Um, the court just sent EPA back in the so-called remand uh, form to redo it better, which is one of the really insidious parts of the way um, most uh, court decisions about in, in epa's rules some of them you know have been, been it's been rare that anything's actually been vacated um they send them back and then you have and what we hear the words about all the time but it's, it's a vicious infection in our whole country you have a totally unpredictable unreliable regulatory system you can try to comply just because you want to stay in business even if you don't think it's worthwhile and you try to comply and then epa changes the rules of the game or spends So much time, um, there's so much time on litigation that there's no way businesses can plan. plan.
0: What does this mean, Kathleen, for, for instance, coal companies, for the coal industry, uh, which has been uh, having a really hard time just staying in business because of some of these regulations and the fact that uh, Barack Obama, by his own admission, was trying to drive them directly out of business and bankrupt the coal industry. Uh, Does this help them out uh, uh, very much?
1: In part, yes, and I just would like to wholeheartedly agree with you. this rule is not about reducing mercury or protecting human health it's about killing coal. Mm-hmm. it's directly about that's a, that's that's it's that's its purpose yeah i think I think you know who if one's an optimist or pessimist, is the glass half full or the glass half empty uh, i I think that's actually the situation, but this rule also comes on the heels of another um, you know reversal um of the one of EPA's first rules to reduce carbon dioxide that we call the tailoring rule, where EPA changed the numbers um, in the Clean Air Act in order to um, – the Clean Air Act says if you emit 100 tons of XYZ pollutant, you must be regulated in a certain way. And EPA said, oh, no, if you do that with carbon dioxide, instead of regulating 12 sources, we'll be regulating 6 million, like, like your church and your hospital – and so EPA said, let's just call that instead of 100, let's call that 100,000. The courts, in a in a really in at least dramatic rhetoric, said you that that does not go. You cannot rewrite the black letter words of the Clean Air Act. So on that decision, this decision, <laughs> there's a perilous majority. That means how how Justice Kennedy feels. Uh-huh. on the on the day he makes his conclusions, right. yeah it's right. interesting
0: because he was fine with things being re- rewritten for obamacare right. but not so much with this particular one
1: right that's so, amazing I mean, without the course checks i mean wow. epa is on a i've watched epa for six years i mean for 30 years i was chairman of texas large environmental regulatory agency for six years i've been inside hassling with epa all day um about the state's big ozone plan and all that until this administration, EPA would make a lot of bad decisions and it never started stop trying to expand its domain and tighten standards. But there's an exponential difference with this administration and nothing has been stopping it. Hmm. Nothing has been stopping it.
3: Is this something you've noticed? There's something I've kind of noticed as far as the way the court operates, which is when, the conser- when the conservatives uh, and the conservative side, as in this case, wins a judgment. As you kind of pointed out, it gets sent back down. They have to rework it it 's very limited in its scope when the liberals on the on the uh, on the Supreme Court win a case. It seems to have these expansive consequences that range out throughout society and echo through almost every a- aspect of our life. Is that something that i 'm just noticing because i don 't like the liberal decisions or is that something that
1: no mm-hmm. I think if you ever wanted to, people predicted decades ago when Richard Nixon created the EPA, that we were, that it created a new era. If, if Woodrow Wilson established the ideological basis for the, um, the left's you know, expansion of, of central government, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Roosevelt created a, a civil kind of engineering of the country. LBJ created a kind of social engineering of the country. EPA created economic engineering, mm-hmm. which is the entire country. Um so if you want to use those if you want and Congress wrote the laws um mm-hmm. you know in the 1970s never imagining that EPA would be trying to eliminate the source of 40% of all our electricity um and so EPA you can get away with a lot if you want to pull it and the, mm. these are good signs from the court but oh my goodness what a like I said a a perilous one vote
0: mm. yeah. Uh, majority yeah which you know, you, you can never rest easy with that kind of thing because it could come up again at virtually any time. That was a really nice breakdown of the progression of this that sure was. progressive mentality and how far we've come in a, in a relatively short time uh, with this new progressive mentality in this country. Um, back when they were trying to sell this plan to uh, Americans, Lisa Jackson at the EPA said, we're actually at the point in many areas of the country. That the best advice is don't go outside, <laughs> <laughs> don't breathe the air; it might kill you. How how do we combat that kind of rhetoric? Kathleen?
1: Well, those words are dear to my heart because <laughs> I wrote a I wrote a long, geeky research paper called EPA's Pretense of Science: Regulating Phantom Risk On the basis of that outrageous statement you just quoted, we have this country has reduced. Um, Real pollution by amazing amounts. Seventy uh, percent—what mm-hmm. what the, the Clean Air Act calls the the main six criteria pollutants—those have been reduced mm-hmm. by seventy percent. Wow. I could go on and on and since, on. The since when? conjures up. Um, these health effects that don't exist um at all
0: can you kathleen do you have a date like they've been reduced 70 percent since when since what timetable
1: oh people i mean you know folks that work with this argue about that probably you can probably since um actually i think it's, it's later i think it's um really the the 80s on yeah that's what but that would they, be my they, guess they started going down though in the 60s before the clean air act and if you're a yeah. follower of the series that show you that as as economic growth Um, you know, create more and more prosperity in any country at a certain point, environmental quality becomes important. If you're just Hmm. working for subsistence existence, Mm -hmm. environmental uh, considerations are really kind of a luxury.
3: Yeah, I mean, wealthy countries are clean countries, and and, and you see this around the world with one of the biggest killers uh, in the world is burning uh, you know, um, uh, for heat and cooking, burning wood and such, and dung inside the home. Because it's so difficult in so many of the third world countries to actually yeah. get electricity. When you get electricity, when you start getting these things, and you're surviving on a day to day basis, you start caring a lot more about your environment. Mm-hmm.
1: Not only developing countries, uh, the the European Union uh, will tell you that of the these grand commitments um, EU members made to renewable in- energy, twenty thirty 20 twenty twenty. Twenty percent renewable by 2020, 2030 by thirty, all the mm-hmm. way till you get to eighty percent. The 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 renewable that accounts for fifty percent of what European countries now carbon renewables is wood. <laughs> wood. It's wood. It's wood. It's it was mm. declared politically to be carbon neutral because of the brilliant insight that you can burn one and you can um plant one but it's
3: absolutely ridiculous so, so so taking wood chopping down a tree and lighting it on fire is renewable energy yes it's renewable
1: energy
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay it would you be know, laughable that's I suppose, perfect if it wasn't that so scary let me give you one more from oh, lisa jackson man. which i love this this mm-hmm. is from uh, of course she was with the epa uh, if we could reduce uh particulate matter uh, to and of course that's basically pollution to levels that are healthy it would have the identical impact to finding a cure for cancer. Is there any science that actually supports a claim like that?
1: Abs- absolutely none. There is no uh, particulate matter. Um, particulate matter, by the way, is, is like twice or three times higher any any side you're, anytime you're inside a building because the fibers of clothes and there's no air dispersion. Your house is a very different is a very dangerous place because of uh, the clothes in your closet. Um, no, that it, our country, every place in our country has been below levels of particulate matter that could. Where's the highest correlation between um, ill health and pollution versus ill health and income? The the correlations on health are very very gauzy. Yeah. Um, those on income um, are are very very high.
0: Let me give you some other stats cited by the EPA. The EPA concluded that the Clean Air Act, the CAA will save 230,000 lives uh, in 2020. They will prevent premature mortality. The EPA monetizes the saved lives at $2 trillion. And compliance costs only $65 billion. So they're saving us a ton of money on all of this.
1: You've got to read my boring paper on that precise topic, <laughs> which I, I dismembered. There oh, is nothing to it. First of all, the lives that epa talks about savings those those are there's not people that have died from any um, condition that some doctor has said was pollution they whenever they see in their uh, um, very very incomplete statistics some correlation between a slightly increased rate of death and ask a statistician what increased rate of death is because you know we all die um, mm-hmm. but what an increased rate of death well they it's see a correlation mm-hmm. between that and some slight elevation on a monitor they they count that they count all the mm. deaths in hospitals attributed to a cardiovascular or respiratory condition um, a death by that by that pollutant oh, and, wow. and the, they 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 there's no such thing the lives they're talking about are statistical contracts their little statisticians find some number from those correlations and that creates a statistical life and this I could go on and on but a clincher the average uh, you know Insurance companies, in their actual aerial tables, use you know try to make estimates on um, lives gained and lives lost, and average age for this, and average age for that. But but most um, actuaries will say that the value of an adult life, male life at 25, is eight or nine million dollars. Um, EPA uses that number to um, <laughs> um, to value. What ends up to be if you do this complicated math? Three additional months of life for an oxygenarian I mean, it's all so when you unpeel it, and it's it's, a, it's a, it should be offensive to people that that EPA is is taking people's totally justifiable interest in their health and their children's health um, because it is it is it is totally totally beyond the pale. That is not yeah. EPA's. Claims like that is pure propaganda, mm.
3: Kathleen. I mean, and you obviously are an expert in this field. And I think part of this issue, though, is it's over our, our reliance on experts. I think so many, not enough people go through and read the boring papers anymore. There's not enough people that spend the time to look into this stuff. So when some, you know, smart person is telling you, "Well, this is going to cost," Millions of lives. People just sort of accept it and move on with their day. And, and it's really you need to do more homework than that at this
1: point. I understand. I, I understand that, and um, there's no reason why people should. I mean, it just you know, if I really think I'm, I'm not passing this off, but uh, nat- our national leaders could take this up. And and you know what the the and particularly the U.S. House in the previous Congress, oh, they had scores of hearings just about what we're talking about, and. And and picking EPA's rules apart, they've got a subpoena out that EPA's refused to um, comply with for over two years to get the raw data for the kind of the basis, and they, EPA won't even give it to them. We're just dysfunctional. Mm. It's amazing.
3: But I oh, go ahead. you want to No, say. I
1: just I would like to think without you know people don't need to read a thousand-page EPA rules. How pathetic that is. I mean. Yeah. But if you have leadership which has basic ethics, I actually think basic ethics <laughs> contribute to capacity for objectivity versus manipulation. If you had, if you had that sort of uh, perspective, that um, person could <clears throat> um, reveal, you know, the absolutely hollow suit that is EPA's claim about um, current levels of pollution and human health.
3: Well, now you're getting into crazy town. We're never going to be able to get there. Okay, that's just not going to happen. We're always going to be bad. <laughs> We will give you uh, some bonus points, however, for bringing up Woodrow Wilson on this network. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Thank <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Kathleen Hartnett White from the Texas Pol- uh, Public Policy Foundation. Thanks so much for coming on the program.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank
3: you. More patents, too. It's just around the corner. And she said it's not really dangerous in your house, but it is dangerous in Jeffy's house.
0: I mean, that's, yeah. that's certainly Well, it's reclaimed. dangerous in here, too, because Jeffy happens to be in here. Right. Oh, my God. And the air comes way down Holy since he walked crap. in the rat. Have you noticed that? Oh, my God. I mean particulates. <laughs> oh, they call him Mr. Particulate.
3: Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven back is the phone number. Welcome to
0: Pat and Stu. Stu walk us through mm-hmm. this segment. Thank you. That's a great, that that great.
3: segue. <laughs> it was good, right? I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's so good glad to here. be here. Uh, so I actually all am day, kind by of obsessed way, try with the story. Um, which you is, are obsessed with the story? I am, actually. It's pretty amazing. Because I'm not. No, you I not. don't That's, even know the story. Man, which is good why to, I said, it's good. Stews, yeah, it's good to walk pay. us through. I know. I'm trying to smooth this out and you're just, and I just you're pointing out continue to rough it up
0: you did it's okay, almost so, as if you knew he really was into it and you right were in the it's beginning. almost <laughs> like that but not well yes it is it's just like yeah. that oh okay because it is that are you That's done? why. are you done yeah no, i'm done go ahead okay, still so, so. <laughs> if you could Walk us through what you, you got, got going done. on here, because okay. I'm fascinated it's, to hear your take thank on you. it.
3: It's a story uh, uh, about a food <laughs> blog called The Whole Pantry. Now, that might not seem like a good sell. No, it seems great. I'm um, anxious to hear. And uh, You think, The Whole Pantry, this is a girl, her name was Belle Gibson, or is, I guess, still be- Belle Gibson. We're not Didn't exactly sure. By the, by the end of the interview, you're going to be very surprised okay. uh, by what she's done. Um, but she's, she was a very popular food blogger in which she would talk mm. about how eating healthy would make her cure all these diseases. You've heard these claims before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you eat, you don't have gluten or you don't have, you have all organic food or whatever. It's going to make you feel perfect and everything's going to be fine. My, I'm trying all Hagen dazs
0: right now. Yes. Uh, or I think that, that all, cures everything.
3: All, or Jerry or Ben.
0: Yes. You've, you've gone to them as well. I've, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've done good. all Blue Bell, <laughs> but they're off the shelves right now. They so. st- are they
3: still off the shelves? Still. I, yeah. In fact,
0: I just looked last week i thought okay by now surely nope no in fact uh the one (laughs) we'll get back to bell
4: in a moment but Mm -hmm. the one store i went to because right you're interested in pat knew that but uh (laughs) but the one store had the blue the blue bell note from the ceo on it and people are leaving notes Oh, you're it's, kidding! You no, know, they're saying how much they love it and stuff. I'll, we'll get back to because I find a picture of it. I'll oh, that's a picture that's of a good story for another it's time. But mm. Go ahead, sorry stu- because
0: we, uh, We're yeah. interested on your take on. Th- thank you for placing on it right Bell there. Gibson. Right there, it <laughs> was a perfect time for it. <laughs> I love
3: those for the bluebell. I don't don't want, want, to want, to want, to want to tell why you brought up bluebell. I want to tell you how perfect it was. Well, let's hear about the food blog. Okay, here here is Bell Gibson on 60 Minutes talking about what the what the hell happened. Okay.
5: And your whole trade was on tried on these poor people that you inspired them that they felt sorry for you that you mm. showed them a path i mean you profited from that you gained from that in reputation and in income
6: i didn't trade in my story yes, or in did. other or in other people's
5: lives you did trade in your story bell it's all here it is It is there. all here. You know, you go on Instagram in 2013. I have been healing a severe and malignant brain cancer for the past few years with natural medicine, Gerson Therapy and Foods. It's working for me. It is. And you, <laughs> <thought> you didn't <laughs> have brain cancer.
6: No, I didn't. No.
5: because but when I was writing
6: foods. that, I thought that I did and I was feeling
5: well. Yes, but even then you misrepresented what you thought was your truth, which was all a big lie anyway. I'm really sorry.
3: Oh.
6: And it hurts me and I Mm -hmm. beat myself up every day for how I have uh, hurt Mm -hmm. those who mean a lot to me.
3: So, she, in case you missed that's the context there, she weird. lied. Uh, she didn't have brain cancer. No, Although but she's did trying she to really back she really think off of she
0: did? That did, is her fallback is that,
3: position. Yeah. Uh,
0: it does not seem to be... No one who's honestly looking at this believes that's the case. Should Do we this? have any kind of uh, medical testing well, to she,
3: prove? She, she, she cited um, a specific doctor who told her uh, that, that she had brain cancer. And we asked the doctor? The, the doctor does not seem to exist. The, there's a minor issue with the doctor not existing. But outside of that, <laughs> he's a great kinda, doctor. It kind of
0: seems major Really? Me. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. minor. I, I could be wrong.
3: Huh. So she lied, basically saying that she had brain cancer this whole time, or at least that's okay. the accusation. And she went through this whole life of saying, hey, I cured my, can- my brain cancer by eating healthy. So she's got people on the website who have <laughs> cancer and other horrible illnesses that are trying to do this and not getting medical treatment.
0: She's cute, though, so nobody cares. I don't know if that's true. She's on 60 Minutes. I mean, at least said something. At least 60 Minutes cares. But who is this interviewer, too?
4: She misrepresented what she thought was the truth.
3: Right, so what thought
0: yeah. was the you truth. lied.
3: Is what she should have said. Yeah. You lied. Right. right. I, well, I think she's trying to say that even at the even in your story, mm-hmm. what you were saying publicly, like she's what happened was she didn't have brain cancer. What her mm-hmm. story is is I thought I had brain cancer, but I didn't what she was saying online is something even different than that so oh, even wow. even she's not even consistent with her lie which wow. is what happens when you do this sort
0: really of thing. something um, this, but this, again the interviewer
3: is this did she, they take she, uh what's her face off and put her on i don't know she i actually saw her recently on um she was in uh, an australian news piece a 60 minutes australia type of thing where she was interviewing some crazy pedophile guy that mm-hmm. was like caught for all this child porn um and uh it was weird i, saw, I thought i saw your email address on the screen jeff it was that's <laughs> impossible. I, I don't know if that's <laughs> possible <laughs>
0: It's, this is okay. So this is Australian 60 minutes. Oh, I guess she's okay. the star of it. All right, this is Australia. I didn't know there was an Australian 60 minutes. Oh, 60 minutes uh, this this is you, global. There, yeah. it's 90 minutes. Well, yeah, because they're upside down, so it takes uh, <laughs> half
3: explaining. an hour longer. Thank you for explaining. I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> 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 Thank you <laughs> for
3: explaining. Okay, here's uh, Bill. Uh, Bill gives it talking about uh, her getting chemo <laughs> and their pregnancy.
5: <laughs> you claimed, also in your book, that you underwent Why? chemotherapy and radiotherapy for two months. True yeah. or false?
6: At the time...
5: True uh,
0: At or the false? time? True.
5: Because at the time, what? I believed
6: I was having radiotherapy.
0: So what? False. Wait, stop I for a second. <laughs> yeah, this is at that. the time, you cannot believe you're having radiotherapy <laughs> yeah, Sure you can. unless you are having radiotherapy. I don't know about that. Okay? That's I not what Bell says. At the time, I thought I was... I was eating dinner and I thought that somebody was radiating my head. (laughs) Maybe I should be in a loony bin. But well, I wasn't. I really like her attitude.
3: She was real really good weird. at the other piece too. Maybe we should sh- maybe another show this week. We should show the uh, her interview with
0: this crazy pedophile guy because she was great in that one too. She's
4: almost cracking,
0: laughing in her yeah, face. Out here. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's really good. It, her she's reactions talking. are real and and the way we're feeling, which is kind of good. <laughs> Look at her use of the word "false" as you watch this clip again. Because she, let's watch this from the beginning. This is
3: great because she as she's going through it, you know, she tries to make some BS excuse, and she just interrupts <laughs> her with the word "false."
0: It's fantastic. Oh, great! Watch.
5: You claimed, also in your book, that you underwent chemotherapy and radiotherapy for two months. True or false? At the time... True or false? True. Because at the time, I believed I was
6: having radiotherapy.
5: So, false.
6: (laughs) I believed that I was having radiotherapy. When he gave me medication, I was told that it was oral chemotherapy. And I believed it. Very soon after, I'd been... Started this treatment here in Melbourne, I mm-hmm. fell pregnant, and that was a huge catalyst for me. In what way? Because I thought, <laughs> well, if I'm going, undergoing chemotherapy, then I don't want that to affect my pregnancy.
5: Oh, so you stopped the chemotherapy because you're pregnant? She thought
1: you were.
6: I stopped the chemotherapy for various reasons. I didn't know the <laughs> truth. The truth. truth. Tara. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to draw on information. No, no, don't draw on
5: information. Just be honest. Mm-hmm. I am okay. being just honest, be honest with, you. with you. I'm trying to be open wow. to what you're saying, but you are just muddying the
0: waters with every answer. You're just a lying sack of crap. That's why I can't. I can't do it. You're a lying sack of crap. Seems seemingly true. I mean, she's, uh, what? I uh, first. Okay, so she thought she was going through radiotherapy. Mm-hmm. Then she thought she was given some kind of chemo pill. It was probably like a, a biscuit of some sort. Mm-hmm. She thought she was pregnant. She wasn't, right? Mm-hmm. It was the pregnancy a lie as I well? I think so. At uh, least one of them. I don't know if... Uh, well, she, don't felt,
3: she felt she like felt she was pregnant.
0: Pat. <laughs> How many times have okay. you felt pregnant? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I feel pregnant Don't look right at me now. when you say that. You know the I'm answer. I'm so bloated, I feel pregnant right <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, now, she
3: does eventually admit she does not actually have mm. cancer. I mean, this was not something she came out with, by the way. She was outed by a reporter. Oh. So it's not, like mm. she was still going through this charade mm. the entire time. But she does eventually admit that she does not have cancer watch.
5: Did you think to go to a doctor? Did you think to go to the hospital? Did you think to get this checked out?
6: Not really, not initially. What? Um, (laughs) I was devastated. It just sounds like you chose to believe
5: that you had cancer.
6: Nobody wants to live with the fear of a terminal illness or dying.
5: No, and nobody knows that better than people who actually live with that. And you didn't live with that. That's not what you had.
6: No, it's not. But I lived for years with the fear that I was dying. Mm -hmm. And that is horrible. And I'm still coming to terms Mm -hmm. with that I can take that off my shoulders now. (laughs) Did you live in fear of being found out? No. No. Because I wasn't living in a space where I didn't know that this wasn't my reality.
5: Would you accept that you're a pathological liar? (laughs) No. No.
0: I like her. She's great. <laughs> she's great. <laughs> she's great. This interviewer should be on sixty minutes. She should. She is really good. She's tough. Can man. we? Pull, we got to get the pedophile interview now, Joe. We got to do that one because there's some she's unbelievable tough. clips
3: with this guy as she's she's talking about his like p- uh, child porn ring that he was running. Wow. And she's just in his face. Like he's he's like one of the worst guys on the planet. Mm-hmm. And she's just sitting there right with him, just going right
0: after him, saying the same sorts of crap to him. It was pretty interesting. She's taking no bull crap no. at all from this girl. No, and it's I, great. I, I mean, and I it's guess her... hard because, you know, it, it looks like she's about to cry, yeah. and yeah. a lot of times they would back off, but mm-hmm. she's not. No, and
3: I guess the best defense here for Belle Gibson, the food blogger lady here is I mean cuz she supposedly made hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars off of this. Really? It was a big business for her. She sold a lot of wow. books. She had so a, she a healthy website. So she has she
4: thought about. I mean she, right. I mean she has to say it was all this is what I was living.
3: Yeah. Yes, and I think her th- and that's she her best to. her best defense is she's just insane. Right, like, I mean, she just, yeah. she thought, she she's a hypochondriac, she believed that she had some
0: crazy disease when she didn't. Yeah, but she's being told, first of all, it, it doesn't add up, because she said she was on radio, th- or she thought she was on radiotherapy, mm-hmm. or taking some kind of chemo pill, but then she didn't go to a doctor. Who was doing the radiotherapy, and who gave her the chemo pill? The guy. Is that like, uh, I, I saw a guy under the overpass, and he had a van, and it said, uh... Uh, mobile doctor on the side. So I went up and I got some radiotherapy and and a chemo pill.
4: I mean, w- what is that? To, Have you been to Australia?
0: I have they not. Have, they've got no. like neon lights, chemo Do they? for sale. Do <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh, everywhere. I, I will really. say everywhere. that Jeffy does know a little bit about self-medication. Uh, he does. He does. Yes, so you know, uh,
3: maybe that was it. Um, and then uh, this is uh, how, mm. so they, I mean, it's got to the point where we don't even know how old this person is. Who um, Bell Belle. She's had her name changed multiple times. Uh, we don't know what the hell her age is. We we'll watch another one of these exchanges.: okay.
5: You're 23, right?: Well, actually, how old are you?
6: Um, I've always been raised um, well, as being currently was... a 26-year-old. What? How what? old are you? What?: Well, I live knowing, as I've always <laughs> known that I would be 26.
5: OK, Bell. Um, this is a really, what? really simple question. Uh-huh. How old are you? I'm 26 years old.
6: I believe that I'm 26. And I have two birth, two birth certificates and I've had my name changed four times. The identity crisis there is big, what? but that was my normal when I was growing up, Tara, that...
5: What do you know the truth to be now?
6: That's probably a question that we'll have to keep digging for. Because it's not something I've ever understood or had answers around.
5: Right. So when you mm-hmm. needed to file some financial documents, <laughs> I love that. how did you choose the awesome. birth date you gave, with if you my, don't know? With
6: my most re- recent wow. deed poll paper, which has um, the younger of the age and the most recent of the name.
5: Right. So currently, then, according to those documents, you're 23.
0: Correct. Wait. Okay, she's bad crap crazy. Yeah, Bat-crap crazy. At, uh,
3: that, and that's their best defense. Because <laughs> that's better than being a complete manipulator
0: wow. that goes out and intentionally tries to oh. defraud people. Can we, can we watch <laughs> the very beginning of that again? Up until, you know, like 30 seconds or so. Because I, I, I want to understand what it is. Her, she, well, I can't even explain it because it was so bizarre. Let's watch that one more time.
5: You're 23, right? Well, actually, how old are you?
6: Um, I've always been raised. Um,
0: I've always been raised as being as
6: currently a 26-year-old. Currently
0: a 26-year-old. <laughs> <She, yeah. Yeah. laughs> okay, it's stop lovely. there for a second. That's my favorite line. Yeah. I've always been raised as being currently. A 26-year-old. So, so when she, she was, was four, four yeah, she was a 26-year-old. Being treated, being as, if treated 26. as if she was 26. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Belle, you're currently 26. Yeah. But I'm only four years old. No. You're, we're raising you as a 26-year-old currently. So stop it. Mm. Stop your lying, you little sack of crap. Crazy, isn't it? And then she what, her, changed her identity four times. They changed her uh, name yeah, four times. I guess that's what she claims. But her yeah, you can't did
3: believe that? a word she says. She's, uh, you know, She's been a liar. She's making a lot of wow. money off these lies, and, uh, and they get to it. All right, got to take a break because we have pizza. Triple right. right. oh 27 yes. back is the phone number. Who, uh, who cares about Bell? We've got food. It's, I, I hey. believe she advocated a lot of pizza eating to cure all yes. these diseases. Yes. Uh, yes. I, love I love this, this girl.
0: She's awesome. <laughs> Currently, I'm being raised mm-hmm. as if I'm 27. 27.
3: Uh, Pat, your microaggression around the office is really becoming a problem. Uh, is it really? It is. Mm. Uh, you know, you're just constantly microaggressive, and I don't like it,
0: that. And that means... I don't like that. Well, exactly. it means you're... It, what? Well, well, What am
3: I doing? Um,
0: That's too microaggressive for you.
3: you. Well, for example, when you uh, see mm-hmm. someone like an Asian American <laughs> or a Latino, mm-hmm. you might say to them, where
0: are you from? Yeah, I've done that. I admit to that.
1: Race he's admitting it, it
3: Jeff oh He's gosh.
0: admitting it on the from? air. Of course he's admitting I've, it because he's not that. ashamed of his microaggression. Mm-hmm. I've, I've said that to white people as well. Does that matter? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, if saying things like, where are you from, where were
3: you born, or you speak good uh-huh. English. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's Those are it, terrible things phrasing. to say. Yes, terrible um, things. That is, the message you're sending, Pat, when you do that, is that you are not you. an American. You right. are a foreigner. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay? That's what I'm saying. That's what they thing saying. Now, another thing is when you say, um, you are so articulate. I've heard you say things like that before. I, I have, I've said that. You ever say that to someone who isn't white? No. The answer to that is I yes. Said you said
0: that, You yeah. said an articulate white man is a fairy you know, tale. No, because I actually know this is beyond microaggression. This is, <laughs> this this is that, macroaggression. That are, yeah. uh, saying you are a credit to your race. Or, oh, jeez. Now, who come says on that? Now. Come on.
3: Uh, or you are so articulate means uh, that you are saying that people of color are not, are not smart as whites. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that one we all
3: know. Although you are so articulate you could say that to anyone. I mean, that's just you a compliment. Could. Yeah, you could. <laughs> there no, doesn't need to be an assumption that no, most people that look like you are not articulate. But I mean yeah. that's what they're assigning to it here. How about, uh, uh, when I look at you, I don't see color. America is a melting pot. Or there is only one race, the human race. You think those things are all things that would bring us together, right? No. No, that's microaggression. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is denying a person of color's racial ethnic experiences. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Is that, do, do you feel comfortable doing that, Mr. Microaggression? Um, well, um, saying that America is a melting pot? Yes. you got Mr. Microaggression and Mr. Particulate over here. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I am sick of it. How about this? When you walk up uh, to um, a, uh, a white man or woman clutching their purse or checking their wallet um, as a black or Latino ap- approaches, have you ever done that? I hope not. I
0: don't have a purse.
3: Have you ever followed a customer of color around a store? I don't have a store. (laughs) Have you ever waited to ride the
0: next elevator while a person of color is on it? Every single <laughs> oh, really? Every time. Really? I thought so. Microaggression like crazy. No,
3: nobody that. does that. I mean, well, I'm sure not nobody. I can't on. say that. But most it's people stupid. are stupid. You know, some of this stuff is like, okay, I, it's not even bad. And they're trying to make it bad. That, obviously, if you're avoiding an elevator because you yeah, think of black guys I mean, guys that's there, almost
0: overt racism. That's racism. Well, but the, myth of, the, the myth of meritocracy I like. I, I love this. Because saying, I believe the most qualified person should get the job, that's microaggression. Mm-hmm. As is, everyone can succeed in this society if they work hard enough. You can't say that. No, because it's not true.
3: Uh, it's not about hard work. It's about racism. And you know that. The American people know that. <laughs> How about, uh, okay. uh, what if you say uh-huh. to, if you're a woman, and you say, as a woman, I know what you go through as a racial minority, or mm-hmm. I'm not racist, I have several black friends.
0: Yeah. That, you can't say that.
3: You know what's interesting though, like, I'm not, like that is the standard thing that you can't say. If someone says, "Are you a homophobe?" and you say, "Oh, I have oh, no, I have gay friends," that like that's a bad excuse mm-hmm. as to why you're not a homophobe. But what? How are you supposed to prove that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like,
3: if you like, you have someone in your life who's gay that you like and is a good friend that actually, and is... and we all have that, of course, or have had that. So, but like, wh- how else are you mm-hmm. supposed to explain it? I don't. It, it, What the answer is, is I vote Democrat. That's the only way you (laughs) can get out of that one. Mm -hmm. Well, I can tell you this. I vote. I've seen people do it. I voted for Obama. I'm not a racist. That's the only way you can get out of it.
0: That will get you out of it. But if
3: you say, I voted for Alan West, I'm not a racist. I got news for you. That doesn't work. No, it does not. Uh, It it just has to be. If you agree with Nancy Pelosi,
0: then you're not racist. And that is a, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, obviously wrong. If you walk up to a black person and you say this, you say, hi. (laughs) You know what that is? That's microaggression. Don't do it. Yeah, you're saying you're accusing them of being untruthful. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Well, we've got uh, spoons coming up, so should we? Yeah, let's let's do some drugs. Get hungry and do some drugs, and then.
3: Jeffrey, what do you got today? What's on the docket, (laughs) drug wise? Oh well,
4: first of all, a what do you need?
0: (laughs) (laughs) B, (laughs) how much do you have? Ah, spoons.
3: (laughs) Ah, yes, we're going to taste test some food for you uh, today, and we're going to start with Little Caesars and their new entry to the pizza market. Watch.
4: Before Little Caesars created the new bacon-wrapped deep, deep dish pizza topped with pepperoni and bacon and wrapped in over three and a mm. half feet of bacon, we only had one question. Is this much bacon even legal? Now, I'm just a small-town pizza lawyer, but I do declare that wrapping these eight crispy corners of pizza in over three and a half feet of bacon is perfectly legal. Great. Get a large bacon-wrapped deep, deep dish pizza, hot and ready, 4 to 8, and only 12 bucks, only at Little Caesars. World's
0: easiest way to pizza. Pizza, pizza. Mm. Oh! It's all perfectly legal.
3: That looks delicious. It does. Can't wait to try it. Yep. And then we went to the Little Caesars and they said they discontinued it. <laughs> they uh, just so started they, this. They just started it. Either either the Little Caesars near us is just a bunch of liars. Right. Or uh, the, the bacon wrap pizza not selling well.
0: Or it's microaggression. Yes,
3: microaggression. Maybe You're they right. just
0: told uh, Natasha that because uh, they thought she was like 132nd to Cherokee. <laughs> It could have been Is that. that possible? It could have been that. Yeah.
3: Uh, that's well, More than Elizabeth Warren, by the way. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so here is, uh, so instead we got their uh, another mm-hmm. addition. They just started off the uh, p- pretzel crust Ooh, uh, okay. uh, pizza. It's not bad. Why are you eating it? I'm just introducing it right now. The pretzel oh. crust. I got you already introduced it. Pretzel crust okay. pizza. Right. Um, pretzel
0: crust with pepperoni and pretzel crust uh, with cheese. stew style. Interesting. Uh, uh, okay. It's pretty good. Hmm. It tastes like.
3: I there's, there's not, not any sauce on mine, I don't think.
0: No, there's very little sauce. They're just uh, pepperoni and cheese. Is it possible that we asked for a cheese pizza and they just put cheese on it with no sauce?
3: Is that possible? It is possible. Does that happen in America? Especially
4: <laughs> I mean, if they told us that the bacon
3: one was canceled and it's not. I'm right. right. I'm picking through here. There's definitely no sauce on this pizza. That's kind of weird. That's the strangest thing that's ever happened to me at a pizza
1: restaurant.
3: <clears throat> I will say I that? like the coloring there, there of the is pizza no sauce on this is there? No. Zero. Now, you get the pizza the, the pretzel crust though with the salt, and then they give you a cheddar cheese oh, yeah. sauce. Oh, Nice. So the pretzel crust itself mm-hmm. serviceable? Not Not bad. It tastes like, a, you know, it does what it does the job. Try the uh, cheddar cheese sauce. Cheddar cheese sauce surprisingly hard for places to make. Yep. The, the stuff at the movie theater at like baseball games is terrible. I know. It tastes like hot plastic.
0: Mm-hmm. But this,
3: it's okay. It's not hot.
0: That's things. It um, makes a difference. That does make quite a difference. Um, and this is problematic for just about everything we do on spoons. Yes. Yeah, so that, uh, so that's not it, not Little Caesar's fault,
3: obviously. Yeah. Um,
4: the good thing about uh, the other company that gives you sauce, Papa John's, they leave it in the box. So Smart. it at least heats up a little bit.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like, I like the color of the cheese. A lot of them, like, they put that, like, really, like, flavorless mozzarella sometimes. Well, you get that color of a cheese when you don't use sauce. When you don't use uh,
4: maybe that's sauce? it.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but look at this. I was interested to see this. First of all, they're calling it Detroit-style pizza, Little oh, Caesars, well. which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently is. Hmm. And then secondly, it's on the side of it. I think it says right here. Uh, where is it? <coughs> they cheese. Salty. Oh, yeah, here we go. Cheese is 100% mozzarella and munster. Oh, nice. Is it that's munster a, a typical cheese that you I put on pizza? I wouldn't think so, no. put on pizza? But, I mean, it's edible. It's pretty, it's okay. It's. I mm-hmm. think if you got it right out of the, the oven, it would be a little bit better. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. if they included sauce on it, mm-hmm. I would say that would be an interesting addition <laughs> to the pizza itself. <laughs> which is Even really, just a little. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, that's really strange. Even just a little. It's a little. Do we have the pizzas from uh, different areas? You can go through real quick. Because New Haven Pizza is the pizza that I grew up on. I lived near New Haven my whole life, and I love New Haven Pizza. It's kind of that thin crust,
0: and, pizza, Pat, you're not a fan, but... Uh, I am not, and I know New Haven Pizza very well, and it's... <laughs> I freaking not love it. Good. I freaking love it. But they actually, you see there, Detroit-style
3: pizza, which is... It looks like the bacon wrap one, kind of, like th- d- square, mm-hmm. deep dish, yeah, which is kind of interesting. Go down to the next row, though. Phil- Philadelphia tomato pie is something that I used to have when I lived uh, in-, in Pennsylvania. Which was uh, it's basically a square pizza and it just has um, sauce and parmesan on it, which is a kind of a weird thing. Yeah. And you see Trenton tomato pie, which is similar except it's round. And then they got the sauce in there, and then they just put the little blotches of cheese. Mm-hmm. I don't like that though. The, the I whole don't blotch either. of cheese thing. It's like I want cheese on the whole thing. I don't yeah. want a blotch of cheese. I don't want some sauce yeah. bites and some cheese bites. I want all cheese bites. All cheese and all sauce. Mm
0: -hmm. You want it spread throughout, right? Right. Um, Otherwise, it's like a communist pizza. It's a freaking commie pizza. Right. Get that out of here. That is not Trenton pizza. That's commie pizza.
3: Let's look at some real commie pizza. Do we have the Russian one? Russian pizza is actually a thing. They actually Um, have pizza in Russia? It uh, boasts a combination of sardines, tuna, mackerel, salmon, and of course... onions (laughs) it is a fish forward pizza according to this uh this site no wonder those people are always pissed Mm -hmm. yeah i know like if you if you're if your choice no wonder you're drinking vodka all the time like i mean you're i'd be drunk all the time too you're gonna have fish pizza no like hey big Mm -hmm. treat everybody fish pizza night nasty a lot of uh then you've got uh, brazil it's got a little sauce just like this little caesar's pizza and then it has potato sticks, beets, hearts of palm, and peas. What? Strange. Finland is uh, where your son uh, went, right, Pat? Yes. Uh, he enjoyed this pizza, I'm sure. Uh, smoked <laughs> reindeer. That might be good. And onions. <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. He did so have he like reindeer, the reindeer while he was there. You're fine with the reindeer, Jeffrey, yeah, but not I mean, the onions. I just throw the whole thing out. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All right, but well, reindeer, you're willing. Good yeah, news oh, yeah. is we
3: If you can find the big and wrap pizza, go get it and tell us if you like it. Yeah, at Patton's too. Bye bye bye.